Welcome to the M121 Podcast, brought to you by He Shall Save Media. I could come up with a hundred different ways that I think I can connect with God. And when I say connect, I'm using that as the basis for worship, uh, because that's what we're trying to do when we worship God. We want to connect with God. We want to have a relevance with God as we come before him. And so if you look throughout the scripture, and I don't mean read the whole Bible through, and that's a good thing to do, but if you if you focus on the times of when man is seeking to connect with God, you will find God is very specific about how you're going to be able to connect with him. You've had a, a ministry of nearly 70 years, and you've been very productive what tips do you have on being productive? How do you, how have you been so productive in your life? Well, I guess the expression is 90% perspiration, 10% inspiration. And that, that, if you want to put it on a ratio, that's pretty much what it is. More sweat than anything else. Just work, 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 work. Jesus had a people, a designated group of people that he came in the world to save them from their sins. And Jesus declared on the cross that he had finished the work that he came in the world to do. And uh, the work that he came in the world to do was to save his people from their sins. And he discharged their debt. He finished that work of salvation. One of my favorite cartoons from Charles Schultz, the famous creator of the Peanuts comic strip, shows Lucy and Linus looking out of the window while it rains outside. And Lucy says, boy, look at it rain. What if it floods the whole world? And Linus responds, it will never do that. For in the ninth chapter of Genesis, God promised Noah that that would never happen again. And the sign of the promise is the rainbow. Lucy said, you've taken a great load off my mind. And Linus says, sound theology has a way of doing that. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He says, I would that you were cold or hot. What does that mean? If a person is cold, I mean really cold, they're going to search for a fire, for a coat, for a warm blanket. If they're hot, they're going to be searching for a, a fan, a shade, a cool drink of water. But if he's lukewarm, he's not going to be searching. And I believe what our Lord is saying to the church at Laodicea is this. If you were cold and you recognized it, I would come to you through the Holy Spirit like a warm blanket on a cold night, and I would warm you. If you were hot, I would be like the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. If you were in need, you would seek me. That's what Jesus is saying.
but they don't feel their need of him. They don't feel their need of anything, including God. And so he is saying to them, the truth is that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Now I'm fired up, Brother Mike. Well, that's uh, you're preaching. That's a, I'm uh, glad to hear your sermon. That's very, very edifying. Once again, welcome back to the M121 podcast. I want to tell you how you can get the latest content at all times. First of all, you can subscribe to the podcast through all the major podcast distributors. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash he shall save. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at he shall save. Then I want to encourage you to like our YouTube page for the latest content. The first full episode of the M121 podcast drops on February 1st, and it's entitled Persecution by Prosperity, and I hope you'll give it a listen. Now we're going to join a conversation that I had with Hugh Sanders, giving us some encouragement for 2021. God bless. I'm here with my good friend, Brother Hugh Sanders, pastor of the Ideal Primitive Baptist Church in Petal, Mississippi, and I asked Brother Hugh to come on and encourage us. 2020 has been a, was a crazy year. 2021 is off to a crazy start. So he's been a great encouragement to me, and I thought he'd be a great encouragement to you. So Brother Hugh, going through all the craziness, how can we stay motivated, encouraged as we try to start a new year? Brother Josh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be involved with this with you. Um, Yes, sir. The year 2020 definitely had some challenges and some opportunities, but did you notice that the same virus pandemic issues and concerns as well as the same political unrest in our country was still there as the year 2020 departed and the new year 2021 began? how easy it is for us to get completely distracted and discouraged when our view stays on this worldly elevation on this earthly plane. You know, a lot of people were hoping that, you know, the year 2021, that it was going to be just a a complete, a a do-over as our children say, playing games that they want a do-over. But we still, have some challenges and we still have some unrest that was right here waiting on us January 1, 2021, as well as in particular this first week of the year 2021. Certainly, we've seen Satan and his workers of iniquity pull out their tools of chaos and their tools of confusion and they use them heavily in particular this week, to discourage God's people in the United States of America, to make us feel defeated, to make us feel low, to try to rob us of our joy, to make us feel hopeless. And if we keep our vision and our sight line on this earthly level, then we will become very discouraged so very quickly, as our eye gates see and our ears hear 
all of the discouraging and the bad news that's out there. And many times this bad news has been twisted and embellished to advance an evil agenda and to do that very thing to discourage us. And it's placed right there before us at our very fingertips with today's technology. So we don't need to allow Satan to waste our spiritual energy in reading and commenting and focusing on bad news. We need to leave the bad news to the bad news reporters. That's their job, and they get paid good money to spend the news a certain way. That's right. We need to leave that job with them. Um, you know, God didn't call us out of darkness into his marvelous light to be a part-time bad news reporter. God didn't call us out of his darkness, out of the darkness into his marvelous light to be a social media complainer, thinking that everything that goes on or happens that you need to give your opinion on. You know, a lot of people I hear about, they get into these screen arguments and with others and they spread seeds of negativity and let that work them up and make them anxious and cause them to maybe be uh, discouraged that a friend or, or somebody uh, that they're friends with on all of that. But we need to remember that the reason of our calling, of our high calling. And God didn't call us to be involved in all of that business. God did call us to bring glory to Jesus' holy name. He called us to be the salt of the earth, and he called us to be the light of the world. And so that's why I challenge people to get out their 1611 King James translation and to read it and to spend time in his word. And that's what I've encouraged people to do, to go there, read it, do it just like taking medicine. <laughs> you know, start your day out with it and end your day with it. I agree completely. I read, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago that Nielsen ratings, that does the TV ratings, estimates that the average American spends over four hours watching television, whether it be on their iPad, their iPhone, or their TV. Four hours. Now, I don't know that that would be, the person listening to this, that that would be the average amount of time they spend watching TV. But I bet all of us watch a little bit of it. The average sitcom is 22 minutes long. And so I did the math recently. If you just spend 22 minutes a day reading your Bible, you'd read the whole Bible in less than a year. And to me, that's not unrealistic to read 22 minutes a day. Is that to you? No. no not at all. Absolutely not. So it sounds like you're saying, as I've heard my good friend brother Sam say, Sam Bryant, who will be on the first episode of the M121 podcast, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And so maybe in 2020 and the first week of 2021, we have drifted away from the main thing. That's right. And look, what, what I've in particular started 
uh, a couple of weeks ago and continuing in it is when, you know, when you find a jewel, when you're reading God's word, you stay there with that and you spend time with that. And so um, 2 Samuel chapter 22 and the 18th Psalm is a parallel passage. I challenge people that are listening to this to read those and do it just like medicine. Take one of them in the morning, take one of them at night and take it for at least a week. (laughs) I believe if you do that for at least a week, you'll find yourselves maybe going and flipping to some other passages to read. But in particular, a verse of scripture that has been a blessing to me is Second Samuel 22 and 31 and the uh, 30th verse of the 18th Psalm, where David in his thanksgiving, in his words of thanksgiving, says, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. The difference is in that 18th Psalm, the 30th verse, it says, to all those that trust in him. It's the only difference in, in uh, wording. But King David's words of thanksgiving strengthen and encourage me. And it helps me to get in the right frame of mind so that I can be, hopefully, a blessing to somebody who needs it. It tells us for God, his way is perfect. As for God, his way is perfect for us to think about that God's way is perfect because he's sovereign perfection. Jesus Christ is sinless perfection, pure and holy. All of his ways are perfection. The ways of politicians, the news media, the CEOs of social media are not perfect. These are folks are sinners. They are not perfect, and their ways sometimes lead to their very own destruction. And so there's only two choices for us. His way, that God's Word tells us is perfect, or the world's way. And the world's way, Satan glamours it to make it appear that it's the best way, but I'll tell you, it leads to misery and woe, and it it's... Uh, It's full of deceit in the here and now. You know, we think about different psalms that say different things about the Lord and his way being perfect. Psalmist says that all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. God's way is truth, and it's full of good news. I I don't know about y'all, but I've, I've had enough bad news. I'm saturated. Me too. I'm full. I need the good news. So there's no bad news that's here in God's word. There's no fake news that can be found in the 1611 King James translation. That verse of scripture tells us that the word of the Lord is tried. Psalmist writes in the uh, 12th Psalm, 6th verse, the word Words of the Lord are pure words. The silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. As born again children of God, we've been given the divine education to know that God's word is pure, holy, and it is the truth. 
And that gives us the peace and the comfort that we need during these trying times. The word of the Lord is pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. It says in the 119th Psalm and the 140th verse. The world's words, the politicians' words, the news reporters' words do not give me comfort and they do not give me peace. A matter of fact, to be bluntly honest, they really give me grief. And the reason why is because those words are not pure and those words are not true that they speak. And finally, David says that, King David says that the Lord, that he's a buckler to all them that trust in him. That buckler was a smaller shield that was held by a handle, and most of the times it was placed on the man's forearm. And so it's smaller than a big shield, and it's used for personal defense. And so our personal close defense is the Lord. We can trust only in him. That psalmist, uh, David, writes in that 18th psalm in verse 2, he tells us about how the Lord's my rock, he's my fortress, he's my deliverer, he's my God, he's my strength, he's my buckler, he's the horn of my salvation, he's my high tower. He is the only one that we can entirely and completely and wholly trust in. He is the Lord my God. And his word teaches me and tells me it's impossible for him to lie. He's not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. He's merciful, he's gracious, he's loving. He's my, my defense, he's my strength. Again, I trust in the Lord and he takes care of me and he takes care of his children, Brother Josh. Absolutely. And if there's anything that, that 2020 has been really good at, it's it's probably number one, dividing people, which that's not of God. Right. And taking our focus off of him onto so many crazy things. And so, Brother yeah. Hugh, I appreciate this refocus, this message to refocus on him, to refocus on his word. You know, I was reading today from Second Timothy chapter three, which is all scriptures given by inspiration of God. You know, you don't, you were talking about, there's no fake news. The The Bible is full of good news. Was it Pilate that said, what is, what is truth? I know, I know I, I, I struggle with, where do I go find truth? And, and I had the thought recently, I know where to find truth in the word of God. That's where we find truth. Thy word right. is truth. He says all scripture is right. given. It was breathed out by God and it's profitable. You know, you, you mentioned reading your 1611 King James Bible. You've got this 400 year old Bible. What's it good for? Well, it's good for doctrine. It's good for teaching. It's good for reproof. Right. How many of us need to be reproved? I do every day yes. for correction. For, for, for instruction in righteousness, how are we to proceed in this crazy world? Well, God has inspired and preserved a book that tells us how to do that so that we may God. be perfect or mature, completely furnished, or thoroughly furnished is what it says, unto all good works. I know you fired me up this evening. Uh, good. <laughs> that's what we need. That's what we're here for. Amen. Uh, that's what we need. And that right. word, you know, 
it teaches us that, you know, we need to spend our time looking up, you know, looking up. That's where Jesus is, looking into the altar and finisher of our faith. You know, positive looks help with positive thoughts. And then when we bring this into our home, this helps us make our home a sanctuary because our family needs a safe place of peace out in this world where there is no peace. And so when we read the Holy Scriptures, not only to ourselves, but when we share it with our children, we share the good news with our spouse, we become good news readers. We fill our homes with good news and not bad news. Now we've got a good, stable place. This world is unstable and unloving, but now we've got a place that's full of love for our spouses and for our children and we're grounding our families in God's holy word and building up our homes and raising our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And before you know it, that spills over to going to church and being there on time. Every time the church doors are open, you know, you start saying, well, you know, if I can put a mask on to go shopping, if I can put a mask on to go get a haircut, if I can put a mask on to go to work, then certainly I can put a mask on to go to the house of the Lord. Amen. And when we start doing those things, we teach our family by our actions, not just by words, that we serve him not just on Sunday, but 24-7, 365. And now we're getting it. Now we're, we're, now we're getting back in the in the in the groove that we're supposed to be in and i promise you things are just be better i'm not going to say that you won't have any trials and tribulations jesus told us that we can expect those but well, i want to tell you when we're not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is and we're exhorting one another and encouraging one another by our words and by our deeds now we're that salt. Now we're that light. Now we're doing that job that we were called to do. And while we're here, and that's to that we're created for his pleasure. We're created for to worship him and to give him glory and honor. Now we're doing now we're doing our job. <laughs> we're doing what we were created. To do, you know, there's that promise in Hebrews 11 that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And I think the the message today would be if you if you got off that path of diligently seeking him, or maybe you weren't on it in 2020, you never got on it in 2020. Right. Uh, the promise is you can it's, get back on it today. It's easy to get in the ditch and to slide off the shoulder of the road, and you know we got to we got to get back on the Lord's highway, and uh, we do that. I promise you things will be a whole lot better. And, and remember that the Lord doesn't need a news reporter to tell him what's been going on. He doesn't need a security camera to tell him what happened because he was there. He's sovereign. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. and He's going to take care of his children. He's going to take care of us. And he's also going to take care of those things that have been very displeasing unto him. And 
Brother Josh, I'd like to end with these verses of Scripture for people to please remember. In Romans chapter 12, in verse 17 to verse 21, God's Word tells us to recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. And if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink, for in doing so thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. May God help us to do that. Love you, Brother Hugh. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Brother Josh, thank you for having me.